0: Welcome to Ox Return. Uh, we are lucky enough to have Chris Wills in the studio with us to play a couple tunes and talk about uh, the new EP that he released at the end of August of this year. And uh, talk about what that was like recording over the past, what was it, about year?
1: Yeah.
2: Basically this whole last year. All of last year. All of last year.
0: And then the culmination of uh, the release in August during this strange, strange time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, what we're doing there. But before we uh, jump into all that, uh, do you mind playing us a tune?
2: I will. This song's called Tonight, and it's not on the EP. Um, but I just feel like playing it, so we're going to play it.
0: This is uh, Chris Wills on Ox Return with Tonight.
1: Clear night sky they probably sparkle With purple streaks And silver rain And ice And I wonder how It feels To hit the open road To leave all your worries And troubles behind And let your eyes be open let your words be spoken, let your dreams be the woods go they get away from us they probably meet up and interact with all our love we make such a comfy home for fear to live next to the warmth of our bird and let show
3: was uh tonight chris wills uh so what have you been
0: up to
2: dude dude i know i don't know man i'm just taking it one day at a time
0: it's the only way to do it it seems
2: mm-hmm. dude i don't know i just keep trying to plan things and then every time i plan things some other news shows up and then it's like a week later i'm just like oh great there goes all those plans
3: right well <laughs> we thank you for keeping these plants. Yeah, thanks yeah. for
2: having me. Yeah. You know, um, it's been a really long time since I've played in front of anybody, and I know I audience of two right now. This is great, and whoever else is watching.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully more than two. <laughs> yeah, we have some people on the stream right now.
2: Sick, what's up, guys?
0: Uh, so, yeah, when, when I first reached out to you, we were going over what the configuration might be mm-hmm. and whether or not there someone else was going to come in and play with you, and I, I spent... A couple of weeks with the tunes. Mm-hmm. I think it was back in late July that we first spoke, and um, I, I didn't, I couldn't see how these tunes would s- sound in my mind with you just playing guitar at Big Ego for Oxford. Yeah. Return.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because I kind of feel that way too. Before this record, um, I never would allow myself to write thinking that there would be a band to support me just because the practicality of that seems so far in the distance that if I couldn't just show up with this acoustic guitar and play it for people, then I just wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. But this record, uh, working with my friend and producer on this, I was like, what if I allowed myself to think about a band behind me? Um, But yeah, unfortunately, I mean, people's comfort level with doing these things right now just isn't where it's at. Understood. Totally respect that. Um, but I think what saved me is all those years of just practicing. Like you got to do it on this acoustic guitar.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's a big. Uh, you you can tell when a song is good when, you know, you, you can play it on the acoustic guitar and the whole thing's com- the whole thing comes across, to an audience, and you know you get a reaction. I mean, I'm not saying that. Hiding behind a band is the only way
2: I mean it's different like um like sometimes songs are just like the key point of it but then sometimes you listen to like a Talking Heads record Mm. the songs are great too but it's about like the groove and the whole vibe of it
0: I definitely got some Talking Heads vibes uh from uh or uh the LA tune Yeah, yeah 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 is that was that kind of a a framework
2: for yeah you know it's I it's funny um yeah, I was uh, the Talking Heads. They screened um, "Stop Making Sense" mm-hmm. at the um, Will Turn when me and Louis were, my, the producer were, making these records, mm. and uh, I bought tickets to go see it. And I invited Louie. Louis was sick, um, but I went anyway by myself, and it was amazing. Um, but yeah, totally made its way into it, especially for a song "Payphone Love." Yes,
3: that that one also. Yeah. Was was that your first time seeing? T- that that particular performance it wasn't my first time okay. seeing
2: that but I will say they I don't know what they had maybe they had like the master tapes of it but coming through that sound system I was like Jesus Christ yeah. I was like I couldn't it sounded like the band was just right there Wow and I had never heard them like that I've, and it was just uh, it's like <laughs> I don't know how I've been listening to music it just didn't compare
0: there's something about the will turn um, I think some of my first larger shows were were there and I was just so blown away by, you know, the, the 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 audio quality. But I didn't know that music could sound like that. I think it was like yeah, eleven years old or something. Especially
2: that band, they just mm-hmm. sounded great. I didn't know they had so much power, and it just made sense. It's like I don't know. To me, that's just um, a band like that, and David Byrne in particular that's just kind of like the threshold for mm. me. I don't
3: know. Yeah, that 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 performance for me is like one of those turning points. Oh, it's God. Like the first time I see it, I'll, I'll always remember like that was the first yeah, time I watched it. Sounds it sounds so powerful.
2: Yeah. Like, if you guys ever get a chance to like hear that music through big speakers like that. Ooh.
0: Yeah, do do they do that often?
2: I have no clue. I think it was some kind of anniversary or something so okay. they like screened it there.
0: Interesting. Um, so tell tell me more about uh, the producer that you've been working with on this record. So this is the first time you guys have worked together.
2: Yeah, Louis, Louis Diller. Um, He is, um, he's probably known most for being in a band um, called Holy Child. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Um, Yeah, Holy Child, they've, um, super awesome band. But yeah, they kind of put out a song on the internet um, back in like 2014 or whatever, back when like Hype Machine was a huge thing and it blew up. So then they signed with like Last note and did a whole bunch of support tours with all these artists and all that kind of stuff. But he produced his first record. He co-produced it with Greg Wells.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and so I think he was around my age at that time. Um, and I think, and another guy named Ken who referred me to Louie, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he also mixed that first record. Um, so I, and then he produced, they did a second album. He produced the whole thing and mixed it
0: as well. Um, how, how do you begin the process of working with someone new? Like, yeah. there's the first meet, and then maybe you listen yeah. to... I mean, did you guys become friends before?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're friends now. It's pretty funny. But, um, yeah, I was I just moved to L.A., and I didn't know anybody. And I had all these songs, but I couldn't find anybody who wanted to work on them or had the time. So I was just asking people that I knew and people who I knew. And so the one guy that I asked wasn't around, so he referred me to Louie. Um, and then I just showed up to Louie's apartment one day to have a meeting, and I brought some fruit. (laughs) Yeah, and we, like, just talked. It was a fun time.
0: Did you play the tunes?
2: Yeah, I played them, I played them, uh, like, just some voice memos. Okay. That I had, um, and then we talked about it, and he kind of changed my mindset, um, about things, which was interesting, about that meeting, because... I guess my expectations of what it could be were always low. Um, I just thought that I don't know, he basically said like when we were referencing people, he was like, We're gonna be better than these these people and I never thought like that. I was like, I don't know, man, if we could just like hang in the ballpark that would be cool. Um But yeah, he was the first person who was like, No, we need to just kick all their asses. So I was like, All right.
0: <laughs> so you were referencing things from the beginning? Um, just trying to trying to get a, a production uh, of similar volume. Yeah. Well, we just
2: okay. It was really weird. I feel like we didn't directly reference a lot of material as much as we just hung out and talked and we just played music. Hmm. And he's a very strange guy. Where I feel like he could just get on your wavelength, whoever wavelength. And he just kind of figured out who I was, the kind of music I liked. And so the moment it was time, like we started doing pre-production, we just like agreed to do one song and see how it went. Um, the decisions that he was making were just like what I was thinking, which is very bizarre. That's awesome. It's very weird.
0: Like things like
2: what? Just guitar parts, guitar tones. Um, he's the first guy with that. I like co-wrote a song with, like I've always just been myself. Yeah. Um, I always thought co-writing would be like two people show up and we're like, how are you doing? And we just like exchange journals or something (laughs) and it would feel like, um, I don't know, like academic, but this was weird because I usually write music just, I don't know, it just happens. Like you hear a melody in your head, but I heard this melody in my head and, uh, I don't know, maybe this is a longer story, but long story short, I heard this melody in my head. I was way early for a session. So I ran into his apartment and he was eating dinner and like listening to jazz with like low
0: candlelight. Alone? Yeah. And he's like,
2: what are you doing in my apartment so early?
0: (laughs) Um, well, I guess that may be the, the telltale sign of a good producer, maybe.
2: Yeah, he's, like, kind of looked at me angrily, and I was like, no, dude, I heard the song in my head, so I start singing it, and then he's like, hmm,
0: and then... He just dumps his dinner in the sink.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, he finishes dinner, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, then, before you know it, like, he was just on that same wavelength, and he just wrote this melody to it, and it just happened, like, super fast. It's like, oh, I didn't know that was possible, which sounds very naive, but, you know, whatever. <laughs>
0: Will you uh, will you play one of those tunes that are that are on this new record?
2: Yeah, I can. If you guys just uh, you just gotta make a quick guitar switch.
0: Yeah, sure. Let me come in there and. You, do you want to stand up?
2: No, it's cool. I'm just gonna sit down. It'll, it'll take me five seconds.
0: Cool. No worries. Cool. We'll, uh, cut to,
3: we'll cut to us. Yeah.
0: What did What did you do today? What? Uh,
3: well, we we tried out Sam's Club. That that didn't work out. Why not? Too far away. Just the distance. Just the distance.
0: We, right. oh, we're already ready <laughs>
3: Dude, professional
2: Yeah <laughs> Alright, you want me to jump right into
0: it? Yeah, what's the name of this song?
2: name of this song is called L.A. on My Mind um, Yeah, we could get into it afterwards But yeah, this was the first song we did And this was like the first song that I wrote for this project
0: Awesome, this is Chris Wills
2: L.A., baby <laughs>
1: In my car, putting my things away Dogs are in the yard and they're barking all the way I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't want to stay I'm leaving with LA on my mind And I know just what you're thinking And yes, I understand I ain't got no job, but I don't give a damn I'm going to California with no place to land I'm leaving with LA on my mind Well, I'm going to California Just look, I'm almost there yeah. I'm gonna put my foot on the gas I'm leaving, ain't looking back Cause I'm gone, you see Leaving with LA on my mind yeah. I've been hanging around town There's nothing to see I've talked to other people About old memories Is this the total sum of all I'll ever be? I'm leaving with LA on my mind Tried to play it nice But I can't keep thinking. I feel it in my blood There ain't no hesitating I don't know what to find But I can't keep waiting I'm leaving with LA on my mind Yeah Well, I'm going to California With the wind blowing through my head It feels so good Just look, at mama on Yeah I'm gonna put my foot on the gas I'm leaving England you see, leaving me early on my mind.
0: That is Chris Wills with uh, Leaving with LA. LA on my mind. LA on my mind. I'm sorry. Uh, so you're originally from the other coast.
2: I am. I'm from the East Coast, New Jersey. What What
0: brought you here to Los Angeles?
2: Um, I guess the simple answer is to just say music, but I think um, I don't know. I feel like I grew up like in my town. I never really left it. I went to college for a couple years, still in my state. Um, I never really was away from anyone that I knew, so I kind of just wanted to move out here um, without knowing anybody, just to kind of figure out the kind of choices I would make just as a person. Um, yeah, just kind of, like, try to grow and learn as an individual, Then I hope that the music would reflect that when it was time. Did so you record stuff out there? I did. I, record, I recorded stuff... Um, Yeah, I record stuff in Brooklyn, and like, New York. Like, I was going into studios um, since I was, like, in high school.
0: Were you always kind of hands-off on the recording side and just jumping into a new (laughs) space with an engineer?
2: Yeah, uh, it's funny. I When I first was like, oh, I want to go into a studio, I was deciding whether or not I wanted to buy equipment myself and record. Mm -hmm. And then I just realized that's going to be way over my head. Also, why would I want to make a... A recording that isn't as good as it can be and if I specialize in writing songs and singing them why wouldn't I want to work with somebody who's as passionate about engineering and stuff um but I didn't even know the term engineer I just Mm -hmm. booked time in a studio not knowing anything me and my friend and we just showed up and whoever was working there uh is what it was and now yeah so it's funny how you start out just not knowing anything
0: that's that's always kind of an interesting thing to do sometimes (laughs) and I, I I I know a, a lot of artists that do that. Yeah. Um, they they don't have their particular guy, I mean, like you seem to have now. Yeah. Um, or they'll, they'll just ring up. Uh, we get calls here. Like, yeah. someone calls on the phone and someone rings and says, like, hey, I just, I want to book two hours and uh, record a song. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not really what we do. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's a process of, like, talking them into, like... I'm sure you want to record, like, maybe more than one song, right? (laughs) Um, But what were you doing in Brooklyn? Were you just jumping in for a couple hours, or were you booking it out for the day and and preparing, like, five or six tunes?
2: I had no clue how any of it worked. I thought you go into a studio, you just, like, book, like, six hours, and you do one song. Mm -hmm. And so I would get there and... uh, again, I didn't know who I was working with, so I would get there, and then sometimes, like, nothing would be set up, but I didn't realize that's, that's not how it's supposed to be. I just thought, oh, so you're paying for the time, like, when people are setting up, like, (laughs) the
1: drums and stuff,
2: (laughs) and so then we would spend, like, I, whatever, then we'd only have, like, a few hours to record, and then after I started, um, recording at the same studio for a while, I was in Soho, um, I just kept getting different engineers and I didn't really think about it. Then the one guy that showed up, everything was already set up. He like greeted me at the door like with a firm handshake, was like, Hey, I'm like excited for this. And then we did one song and we knocked it out in like an hour and then he was like, So what do you got? Do you have anything next? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, No. So I sent my brother and my friend Aiden was were with me and, and like I sent him to go get pizza, and he's like, all right, I'm going to mix it. And I was like, what is mixing? I didn't know. Sure. He goes, oh, I'm just going to spend some time mixing then. And then, and then it, like, I came back after getting pizza, and then he played it, and I was like, oh, my God. Because I only ever got back like a burnt CD. I didn't even have a hard drive or anything. Um, and it would just be like how it sounded going in. And it didn't sound like music at all.
0: Wow, what's it, what studio is this? That- <laughs> it
2: doesn't exist anymore, but it was a good studio. It was called Sweet Sounds in, in Soho. Okay, um, it was like it had like a Neve console and all this other stuff. But um, yeah,
3: the Neve mixes it for yourself. Yeah, It just does it itself.
2: <laughs> I didn't know any of that. So then I I at before I did that session, I was like, I'm gonna go into a different studio because it has to be the studio. Why don't Why don't I sound like my favorite artist? Like, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, mixing. And then when I was leaving, he's like bring some more songs next time so we could keep doing it. And so then I learned like, Oh, we could do three or four at a time.
0: What was the instrumentation of those first tunes?
2: It would just be me on electric. And then my friend would play drums. We would track that at the same time. And then I would just overdub all the instruments and then sing. So I would just do the, everything all in like those four hours that we had.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's the best way to do it. And you can focus on one song for that, for that day and have it prepared. And Like I think there's some something to be said about mixing a tune on the same day that it's tracked. Yeah, Um, I've had some good experiences with that. Yeah, Uh, I've had some bad experiences with with it too. Just being so burnt out on.
2: Yeah, I mean it's cool to like start mixing and stuff. I think with me, like you could hear it in those early takes. I like to have a specific day for vocals now Mm -hmm. because I just like doing all that and then going in to do vocals. You could just hear I was tired. Yeah. So now I'm just like, all right, vocal day. That's it.
0: So moving out to LA, meeting your new producer. Yeah. Um, where did you record these tunes, uh, and how how was the decision made about where to go?
2: Yeah. So we we would do all pre production at his apartment, and we would yeah we would just track everything. It, it, it felt like there really wasn't a differentiate like, uh, between like producer and artist. It just kind of felt like we were just hanging out in a room and we were just passing instruments and just like figuring stuff out. Um, and then, yeah, so then we would take it, we would basically get the, the whole session mapped out, and then we would take it into a studio where we would dial everything in.
0: Did any of those initial trackings make it to uh, final tape? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think a lot of the vocals did. We would end up trying to do vocals at a place, but for whatever, like he has this ISO booth, like this, uh, you kind of just stand in it, mm-hmm. and it's just this big box around your head. And uh, I guess for whatever reason, whenever I do like one or two takes, that's it. And then I could try it, and it's just not there.
0: Huh. Yeah, I mean, I have I think I've seen that a couple times. <laughs> but very rare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to get into the specifics of where you went to do those tunes. Yeah. But um, do you mind jumping into another song first?
2: Yeah, I could jump into another song. Let me just uh, get this guitar all settled in Uh, for the folks out home. uh, I just got this guitar set up. It's been broken for years. So I'm kind of uh, getting reacquainted.
0: First time in your hands in how long?
2: I, like, play it not plugged in. And then when I'm in the studio or whatever, I always use someone else's. And I thought, oh, once my record comes out, I'll be playing show, so I'll just wait to get it fixed then. You know, be cost efficient. But that didn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, yeah, now I'm pl- turning it on. I'm like, this is great. But yeah, I'll do Pyro next. This is one, this is one of the f- song that I co-wrote with Louie and is one of the first times where I was like, let's write with a band in mind. So if you want to imagine harmonies and stuff, that's cool.
0: Great. This is Chris Wills with Pyro.
1: So I let you back into my life again after all. Even after what you did to me. Now, my friends are talking about it. You should hear what they say. But who cares about them anyway? Oh, I'm addicted to to you. Playing it on each other, cause it's what we do. Playing with fire's never good for me. But baby, I'm a pyro in the wood for me. When you left me, then I found a family. She was good at all the things you'd think a girl to be, but couldn't get dirty. But my friend says she's good.
0: Chris R- Wills with Pyro, thank you. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's one of those songs. I wish I had a band.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the recording is fantastic. I mean, I'm 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 a fan of of all all three tunes. Um, and then the uh, there's a new single that uh was put out after.
2: Yeah, Pyro was the first single that we put out. Uh, so there's like four songs on the EP.
0: Okay, what's I. I thought there was an additional single that was released after the EP.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's a song, Payphone Love.
0: Uh, that's on the EP, though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, what am I seeing? I don't know. <laughs> okay, scratch that.
2: <laughs> I don't think there's an additional single.
3: <laughs> Where did you guys record this?
2: We recorded Pyro at a place called Barefoot Recording, Okay. which is currently owned by the wonderful Eric Valentine, although it is up for sale.
3: I can't believe he's selling
0: it. <laughs>
2: yeah, me neither. I hope everything stays the same, because it's a really tight spot.
0: So you had a good time working there. Was So w- was uh, Louis engineering, or was there an uh, yeah, additional we, engineer? Yeah, we
2: had a, another engineer, Tim O'Sullivan, who's okay. also really great. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff Tim's done. I mean, I think he's been doing a lot of like, the Raylan Baxter stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um But yeah, I feel like a lot of that style of music comes through those rooms. Interesting. Yeah, it's great. I feel like I don't have to... Like, I'm pretty hands-off. They also... I feel I don't want... I'm trying not to be an ad. I'll probably get their company info wrong. (laughs) Um... But I'm just trying to give you a sense of how technically inclined they are. I mean, they build, like, their own consoles. Yeah, he
3: has undertone audio. So I'm I'm guessing, I haven't been there, I haven't looked up any of the studio, but I'm sure it's filled with gear. Oh, my
2: God, yeah, just so much gear. They got everything you need in there. And they design, like, all the rooms and the spaces, like, very meticulously and Mm -hmm. just so specifically down to, like, a T. It's really great. I feel like I'm well taken care of when I go in there.
0: <laughs> That's a good feeling to have.
2: Yeah, and then it comes through just as we played it, and it sounds great.
0: What is uh, the process of recording these tunes? Uh, do you jump in with a scratch, lay down drum kit? Uh, someone plays bass and guitar, do you play guitars over it?
2: Yeah, again, every there's no... There's no, like, uh, specific way that we've done it. I mean, we've tracked songs where me and Louis will play drums and guitar at the same time. And then we might even track songs where... Yeah, th- there's no way. Maybe Louie will start it out on drums. Um, but we usually, I'd say nine times out of ten, it's just me on an acoustic guitar laying it down. Um, just, like, the, the basics of it. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of musicians come in, too.
0: Are they just hired guns that Louie knows?
2: Yeah they're, like good, yeah, they're like good friends. They're cool dudes. Um, yeah, like the most prominent, or like the most, um, like the guys who are on all the songs and like a lot of the newer stuff that's not out yet. Um, Louie plays like drums and everything, amazing drummer. Um, the guy, Sam Stewart, who plays guitar, he plays guitar in all my tracks. Um, he's currently in a band called Low Moon. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah, with that.
0: Yeah, we know Low Moon.
2: Yeah, cool. So Sam plays guitar with them. And then, yeah, another guy, Dan Satan who plays a lot of bass and stuff, who was in the play guitar with a band called Friendship. Awesome. So that's like the core unit of, of dudes, yeah.
3: So did you, did did, Louis, did he, he picked the studio you went to then, or did you pick it?
2: Yeah, he, I don't know, I think he was in a band in high school that was doing pretty well, and he was, he's from Oakland, so I think he used mm. to go down there with like, his band in high school and record there. Um, so he's kind of friends with those dudes, and then when he was recording his first uh, LP for Glass Note, I think that's where they recorded stuff mostly in like Greg's studio.
3: Okay, yeah. so that's kind of how you've been going with the selection so far. Is kind of like just on recommendation, of yeah, What he does for so, sure, yeah. Um, has there so I'm trying to word this in a way where it doesn't sound stupid. I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, like what? Like obviously that. Have you, you've never been let down then going into a studio, have you, or?
2: No, I mean, um, I guess that's where like initial meetings come through and like references and why you do that. Um, because again, as soon as like I had a meeting and we were doing some pre pro like sessions, I could just tell right away I really didn't have to worry too much about stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, he's just super professional and probably the most music guy I know, um, And um, the most amazing part about it, too, is um, I feel like a lot of people work, take work for different reasons besides the music. I feel like he just really cares about the music and will make it sound, Mm -hmm. he just wants it to sound as good as it can be, regardless of anything. So once I'm with somebody who is in it for that reason, which is why I do it, I just want to make great records, then I'm just like, all right, cool, there's no other weird I don't know ego
3: stuff and money, all that kind of. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's like that stereotypical record producer from like cartoons and stuff. And I I know that sounds like childish, but it's like holy shit, that's true. Like those people exist. I know
2: I've had a lot of experiences with those people, Um, but yeah, once you could understand, basically his his intentions are the same as mine, Mm -hmm. and then his technical skills are just like great, recording wise and stuff.
3: Yeah, I see. That's 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 my mentality is basically the song comes first. Yeah. You know, and the, the artist, the artist comes second in a way, but at the same time, like (laughs) the art, you have to value the artist's opinion on what's going into the, what's going into that song because that's what the, what's going to make the song. Yeah. You know, so
2: how, how interested in songwriting are you guys?
0: I'm very interested in songwriting.
2: Right. Do you write songs? I do. Cool. Do you, what's your general experience like with
0: songwriting? Uh, in 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 what capacity?
2: Like the spark of it. Like how do you? What, hmm. What's your experience? Flipping the interview. Well,
0: <laughs> uh, it I, will
2: segue into the last song we're gonna do because yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird kind of songwriting thing.
0: So I think typically, it depends on depends on the tune, but I think most often, um, I'll be inspired by something else, mm-hmm. like a short story or cool. a book that I've read or a a. Uh, piece of history, um, and then an idea of a story forms, and then I'll move from that to writing the writing the song and um, yeah, and and forming the the melody and the lyric after. Interesting, but I think always the the core of the story uh, comes first. Um, never really. Like, music first for me. Yeah, cool. My song left. (laughs) My
3: songs, I have a notebook from high school. That's where I left it. (laughs) Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah,
2: I mean, I know one of the, uh, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how involved am I in engineering and stuff like that. I would say really low on the scale. Um, But then I put out the credits, and Louie was like, why didn't you credit yourself as an engineer? I was like, "Oh, really? Like, um, I guess I did." But um, I mean,
0: you—if you were making decisions on how things okay. sounded, yeah. So like, f-
2: for sure, like, I don't for whatever reason when I interface with the computer as I'm doing it, it could take me out of the flow. But I definitely like to make decisions on like which mic we're using and which take and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and you—you uh, you don't need to know the inside baseball. To, to make those sorts of decisions. Yeah, you know, uh, y- my y-
2: keyboard y- shortcuts—they're bad. Well, not
0: not that, but like mic decisions. Like yeah, yeah. If it if it sounds good, just call your PRO. It. Yeah. You'd think that like
3: you know, call ASCAP or BMI. Like I did want to what credit I, you get.
0: This this is the first time that we've had a solo artist uh, in for Ox Return. Cool. Um, and I was uh, torn between what to throw up uh, for your for your vocal. Mm-hmm. Um. But I ended up with uh, that Sony there, and I and I didn't know. I my my thought was that we were just going to be on acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and the t- the two mics that I tossed up, I'm I was very happy with, and I've never used them in combination. Yeah, um, I typically n- never put two mics on an acoustic guitar.
3: I did notice that.
0: Well, two different mics. Yeah. Well, sometimes
3: well, for a long time we were doing that stereo thing with the ksm 32s
2: yeah
0: And then
3: somebody said, "Wow, that looks weird," and we stopped doing it.
0: <laughs> uh, that's not why I stopped doing it. Well, that's, that's why I stopped doing it. <laughs> um but yeah, we, we we tossed up Chris got uh some some new microphones, a uh, a pair of uh, KM184s that I've never been a giant fan of on acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. But um, I decided to toss up I I, I used th- these exact microphones on another acoustic guitar and did not sound to my liking but I, on this guitar I so- soloed it up while we were doing sound check, and it sounds yeah, fantastic it sound good. and and then in combination with um, the M160 beside it to kind of give it a little bit more body and we're very far away we are like I mean microphones and, and guitar like we're like Almost two feet. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah. About, about two feet when I'd we were so. playing acoustic yeah, guitar. Yeah, when I'm,
2: when I'm far away. Yeah. I'm. Which is
0: something that I never do. I tried, I always try to get that mic right in there. And, and I'm very happy with how that acoustic guitar sounds.
2: Yeah. I feel like vocally, we usually, it's so lame. Like we try all these, like we'll rent fancier mics or whatever, then we just end up going with like the SM7B, you know?
0: <laughs> sure. Like. That, that, well, I had tossed up um, a, uh, Sorry, an RE20. Hold on,
3: wait a minute. We're streaming. He was pointing at his microphone. (laughs) I had
0: tossed up an RE20 thinking that like, oh yeah, that's kind of what I hear on the record. Yeah, A dynamic mic for sure. Um, But then I figured like, okay, well, we're maybe doing something a little bit more intimate. So I decided to go with the Sony. Hey,
2: I give you credit because I feel like my songs, like, range-wise, they go <laughs> they go all over the place.
0: Yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of why I made the decision to toss up the RE-20 mm-hmm. and then kind of spur of the moment, I switched it out for the Sony. Um, and I'm stoked on it.
2: Yeah, it sounds tight. Yeah. You hear that,
0: Sony? sponsor us? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Sony makes that microphone anymore. Oh, man. I don't think oh. Sony makes microphones anymore. I don't think anymore. they make sponsorships. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah. So back to the um, how involved am I in the engineering. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I make those decisions. Then ultimately I kind of just decided that um, maybe when I'm in my 40s or something and I've been through the process enough, I'll start making a bit more, like,
3: um, production decisions and stuff just say it when you're more pessimistic and grouchy yeah. <laughs> you'll yeah.
0: become an engineer <laughs> I, doesn't it, i think it works the other way around become no, an engineer just, and uh, then you become pessimistic and well now i have no hope
3: <laughs> i
2: don't know i just figured like uh i don't know i like writing songs and doing that so i'm just gonna double down on that and uh yeah, I really like working with Louie and Tim, and Dan also engineered a bunch. It sounds great, so I don't know.
0: It does sound very, very good. I'd, I'd recommend it, everyone to go check it out on your preferred uh, music streaming service.
2: Yeah, wherever.
0: Um, do you want to jump into another tune?
2: That's... Yeah, we could jump into another tune. This, this tune, um, speaking of songwriting, um, yeah, this is one of those weird... Uh, songwriting
0: cliches
2: where you always hear the guy like i wrote it in a dream man <laughs> but i did and i do a lot of my songs okay
0: so this is why you brought up the songwriting thing and i was thinking about this as i was listening to it again today mm-hmm. it sounded it sounded to me like you you had this idea for payphone love like and and you wrote the song around like that single thing Oh, that...
2: yeah. Payphone Love. That's an interesting way that I wrote a song. Okay. Um, is that not
0: the song that we're about to play?
2: No. Oh, I okay. can talk about it anyway. I'd pl- I'd how, please. How are we doing on time?
0: We're doing great.
2: Okay, cool. Okay, then we can talk about Payphone Love because this yeah. one's weird. Um, so we just finished recording a bunch of songs. We were in the studio. And then I think Louie got busy. Like, his is going to go on tour or something? And so he's like, oh, I can't take on any more projects. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, and then I, instead of freaking out and being like, uh, oh crap, I need to stay productive and keep this ship a-rolling, I was like, I'm just gonna go for a walk, and just, like, go through the park, and just, like, enjoy being alive, um, this is a long, and answer, but, um, I just went to, to the park, and I just didn't care about anything, I was just really open and and free, and then I got back to my house later, and it's the same thing, it's like, for whatever reason, um, you could play, like, an A-chord. You could, you could play an A chord all day long, like when you pick up the guitar and you just don't hear a song, but for whatever reason, when my mind's really open like that, I hit an A chord and then I just heard the whole song. So that's some, usually how I write my songs, so that was payphone love. So then I wrote it as a joke, like I said,
1: you call me over late
2: at night. And it was a joke, and I only had the the payphone love part, so I just sent a voice memo to Louis real quick, and he's like, "Could you please finish writing that?" I was like, "Really? Okay." So I just kind of wrote it, but I only had the the payphone love.
0: Yeah, where where did that come from?
2: The payphone love. Yeah. The backstory.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like, did it didn't come from the walk then?
2: Well, I think the walk. I mentioned it just because it, cl- like, whenever, like, I'm. Just, your mind. It cleared my mind, basically. Sure. Um, but then, what was going on in my life at that time was related to the the payphone love. Okay. So uh, we don't need to go into details if you don't. Fine, want It's fine. I don't care. I. It's just a weird situation, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, you kind of like somebody, or you think they like you too, but you can't really tell their intentions, and then. I never had the experience where someone would choose money over like a connection with somebody and all that kind of stuff. I just, I guess, I'm very naive. Again, I'm just like, oh, people don't really do that in real life. <laughs> like they, do, they don't just like sure. marry guys for money. Uh, that it can't you, be real. That can't be real. Um, and so, what do you know? Like a, a singer songwriter guy can't, you know, support the habit. So there you go, <laughs> Pay phone <full and> love. <laughs> but it was complicated. I don't know. Uh, it was weird. Yeah, we lived in close proximity together, too, so it just made the whole thing weird.
0: So you don't even need the payphone. You can just walk over.
2: No, yeah, exactly. And, like, I wrote the song because I was so stuck, but Louie's like, all right, we're going into the studio to do another song, so if you finish this one, we'll do it. I was like, oh, okay. So I, like, scrambled. She was out of town, so I was, like, in a room like trying to soak up all the energy. <laughs> yeah. And so I just like dressed up in all black and like put on sunglasses and then just like went in a room and uh, just got into the flow of things. And like my landscaper guy like knocked on a door and I just like ignored him. I was just oh, – no, I answered and he looked at me like, what is going on? I was just so lost in like what was going on. Just,
3: uh, you know, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> maybe maybe – I think I just learned something. Maybe – I haven't tried cosplaying while I write songs <laughs> you know, So maybe you, if I were to dress up the part like, Well
2: yeah, like that initial spark comes through However it does And then sometimes like, to, get, to keep it going You just gotta try anything and So I was like, I'm just going into a room But actually then I was in her room And it felt too inaccurate Like I wouldn't be in a room Because we're payphone love It's kind of from a distance So right. then I, I creepily left her room But left the door open, a crack And stood outside of it
0: <laughs> So wait, hold on, you were in her room?
2: Yeah. Oh. But Does I, she know this? Yeah, I okay. talked to her. But uh, yeah. But anyway, no. So then I left the door crack open, uh, and stood outside like a creeper. And was like, "You call me over late at night, you know." Whole So that's how I wrote the lyrics for that.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. I yeah. do like the cosplay idea.
2: You know. Yeah. I, sometimes I do dress up in funny outfits in my room
0: just to write songs.
2: Yeah, I have a bunch of mirrors. This is embarrassing, but yeah, sometimes I'll set up a bunch of mirrors and I like squint so I can't really see myself and then I'll just like imagine like different...
0: embody another another person
2: yeah that's how
3: I write I I don't even have to squint I just take off my glasses
2: the world's a blur maybe
3: this is TMI but I don't know no no this is awesome there's a lot of useful information here (laughs) like my album's dropping probably next year now well we
0: gotta get the wardrobe together first
3: Uh, yeah I can't just go an engineer style like this no okay if you wanna be engineer we'll swap wardrobes I'm down you can become an engineer just get a dicky shirt and blue jeans
2: I don't know how good it will sound but
3: (laughs) I don't know how good mine will either so it'll be
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, so that was a weird song. I mean, I kind of didn't want to write it because it was like an uncomfortable situation, but I was like, whatever, I don't care. I'm just going for
0: it. Yeah, I think in a lot of cases, those songs that make you feel the most uncomfortable come across as yeah. the, the 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 most personable. Yeah, strange.
2: Okay, so th- I'm, now I'm interested. Now it's interesting because I'm telling the story because this all relates to progression of things. So then that whole situation when I was living with her, it just blew up. And so then I had to leave like pretty quickly, and so then I moved into like the studio apartment by myself, and uh, that's when I wrote Pyro because it's like oh, turns out I'm addicted to you even through the things you continue to do. Playing with fire is never good for me, but baby, I'm a pyro and you're wood for me. Because even after it was separated, I couldn't stop going back over there, and then I'd be like, whatever, man, I'm just gonna embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so it was really chaotic sessions because I was moving. I was, like, so heartbroken and just all these things. And, like, poor Louis had to just listen to me all the time. Dang.
0: Well, he's producer slash uh, relationship therapist. A
3: full blown. Yeah, he deserves a raise. I mean, that's kind of what a producer, like, <laughs> the, the producer is the bartender of of
0: the record, right? Yeah. In a way. So you go to the record to get, oh, wait, well, wait, to wait, get wait. drunk Here. off of music.
2: <laughs> this is going into full-blown gossip, but yeah, then I she matched with my producer on, on Tinder. Oh,
0: shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is also pretty funny, but yeah, so it turned into a whole thing. Woof. So, uh, well, like bartenders. We're going for it, guys. <laughs> we're really getting into it.
0: <laughs> on that note, do you want to play another song? I,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah. This song is Carry You Home, and okay. Okay. the little bit that I'll say about it um, and again, this has been a great time. thanks for Yeah,. Dude. Me. Thank thanks you. everybody for tuning in. Very
0: much appreciate you coming out.
2: Yeah, uh, dude. I considering
0: the, uh, the world.
2: It's true. I do. yeah. But uh, yeah, this song is weird because I wrote it in a dream, like the classic cliche song or everything. Um, but before that, I was just like, I'm done with music. I had a hand injury mm. and I couldn't play guitar. Um, but I kept doing it anyway, then it would get reaggravated, And so they're just like, you can't play guitar for like two or three months. And so then that's the longest I've gone without playing guitar since I was like 11. I mean, it was driving me crazy. So the only coping mechanism I came up with was to not think of myself as a musician anymore. So I just had my day job. And I was like, all right, this is great. I love my day job. And then I started dating this girl, and I was like, I love this girl. But we really didn't. It was just something to do. And then over time, I was like, you know what? Music's stupid. (laughs) Like, it's so much sacrifice and all this stuff. Like, why don't you just be a normal guy? You could go on vacation and, like, do things like that. And uh, I was really down that rabbit hole, just, like, completely lost. And then I heard the song in a dream. Yeah, wow. And I was like, all right, cool. But then I had to go to work. And uh, so I, I woke up, and I only got the chords, like it was a very simple chord progression right I love it it's pure messaging I can't not get it it's so simple right <laughs> um, but yeah then I went to work and like uh, I had the song I just kept it on loop in my head all day like for like nine hours and like the radio was going there was like mariachi playing and like all this stuff and so I just like kept it on my, and loop in my head and then when I got home I just wrote it all down I was like yes awesome concentration so that's that story and then on the record we it's uh, features an artist named Doparo. paro
0: this is the song that i'm talking about yeah uh, i thought that that was a separate release from the. okay
2: EP. now it makes sense yeah um again maybe a bit too weird and technical but spotify now or whatever ah uh,
0: um, yeah when it's a du- duet like they, yeah, they, they, uh,
2: they like change some stuff so it's really hard to get it all on like the same thing whoa wild the, unless well. i had a different like isrc on it and yeah. like uh, had like a
0: so is it on her profile also it as is. as her artist?
2: It is. So it's on her profile too. But then it got weird. It just they wouldn't allow it. Spotify. Strange. So I put it on a playlist so people could have it. But it does look slightly separate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Th- this is the confusion.
2: Yes. Now it makes sense. But yeah. So she's on the song, which is cool because I've been a fan of her for like years. So that was nice to do.
0: Awesome. How did that come into play? Was that all, Louis? Also,
2: no. um, Actually, his brother did drum in her band, I think, Um, but I I didn't know that. Um, But um, I think they had, I think they knew somebody too. But um, no, I was just a fan of her. I was in my car because I live in an apartment and I don't like to rehearse, like, well, everyone could hear me, so I just drive in like a deserted street somewhere and sing. And as I was singing, I was like, wait, I think this should have a female voice. So then I. um, yeah, so then I just start thinking about who sings in a similar, like what the song's about, and if you listen to Do Paro's music, I feel like a lot of the themes kind of deal with this song, so I just reached out. I was like, hey, Sonia, would you be down? And she's super cool.
1: So
0: Amazing.
2: Yeah, it was pretty simple. Amazing. And then when she came over uh, to Louie's place, it turns out that they did know like, so many people in common, but whatever. Such as L.A. What is
0: what is
3: Louie's last name?
2: Diller. Okay. Yeah.
3: We'll look him up on, on Facebook. while Do it. You're, while you're yeah,
2: he, he loves, uh, <laughs> do it. I mean, I've pretty much just been, like, man-crushing about him. So, right. You yeah. know. But whatever. All right, I'll play this last song. Awesome. It's called Carry You Home.
1: you know, I got it all figured out, a troubled mind makes a troubled soul, but I'll be there with you to grow. To travel on, baby, oh I'll be there to carry you on. I've been trying to let you in. I placed my bets on you, but you keep saying it's the wrong.
3: Again, that was Chris Wills. Um, If they want to find you on social media, it's just Chris Wills. Yeah, everything's
2: Chris Wills, W-I-L-L-S, music. Most people misspell Wills, but, you know, it's just Chris Wills music.
0: How do you do that? How do you misspell it? They always
2: say Willis. Ah, Willis. But, again, uh, yeah, it's not... People think it's British, but uh, it's, like, Eastern European. It was, like, one of those 20-syllable names with Zs and Ys, but sure. it got chopped in. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs>
3: awesome. Well, thanks again, Chris Wills, to coming out. Uh, this has been Ox Return. I'm Matt Blake. This is Tristan Dolce. Uh, if you want to find us, we're at Ox Return on Facebook, Ox return on Instagram. You can find us. You can find this on Spotify or wherever you want to get your podcasts. And uh, thanks again. Yeah, if,
0: thanks for having me. If you do uh, listen to this on the podcast version or any other version, um, we do the show live every time we do it, um, and you can check it out on the YouTube channel, um, which there'll be a link for in our Instagram profile.
3: Yeah, and on Facebook.
0: And on Facebook. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Well,
3: I mean, I'm the one, <laughs> I'm the one switching the video right now and I don't even remember to mention it. <laughs>
1: All, right. All right. Thanks Thank a bunch you. guys. Thanks Chris.
2: Thank you.